0: For complete details.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, we are into week
0: 14, we are into the fantasy postseason for many of you. Let's get a win. Let's get off on the right foot here and advance to our semifinals. Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings here talking about eight games today, seven AFC home games plus Chicago and Houston. We'll look at that one as well. I'm Adam Azer, as I mentioned. I already said the names, but we'll say them again. Jamie and Heath are here. Jamie, I'm going to guess your start of the week. I haven't checked yet. Are you ready? Go ahead. You are going with. You've never done this before, and you probably aren't doing it this week. A double dip, David Montgomery. One more time, fill it up.
2: He started in too many leagues, my friend.
0: Okay, but he should be like, he's going to be awesome again.
2: He should be awesome again. He's a top, uh, top seven ish <laughs> running back.
0: Okay, Heath, who do you think Jamie's start of the week is?
3: I think it might be a double dip as well, but it's from earlier in the season. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. No, no, he's a good start too.
2: Oh, it's going to y- be you're on the right track because it, it could have been a double dip. Actually, I, I did have this guy as a start of the week, and I changed it because of a bad weather situation. But it's Ryan uh, Tannehill.
0: Oh, oh, I was gonna say it's not Baker Mayfield. Ooh, okay, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. I gotta decide Tannehill versus Josh Allen. What am I doing, Jamie?
2: I like Tannehill better, but I mean they're both in good spots.
0: <sighs> yeah, you guys. Ha- I know you guys both have them like super super close. Heath, how are you? Good morning. It's it's so great to be here,
3: Adam. You he look really nice today. Is something different.
0: Thank you. I am wearing my wonderfully comfortable, uh, very warm Express shirt. And this episode is sponsored by Express. This is one of my many, many Express shirts. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer later in the show. Uh, all right. So I looking at the slate. I don't remember all the games off the top of my head, but you got like, you got the Raiders, you got the Bills and the Steelers. Not the easiest game. I think these are tough games to preview. Bills and the Steelers, you got the Raiders and the Colts. Uh, We are going to talk about that Chicago Houston game. Cincinnati and Dallas, you got some kind of bad players, but really good, or bad situations, but really good matchups. Um, It's kind of a tricky slate. The Chargers Falcons, are we going to go back to Matt Ryan in a great matchup? Are we still on board with Herbert? But I think that. Chiefs-Dolphins game, guys. I don't know. It's something weird about it. It just feels difficult to me. I wonder if you're getting the same vibe. Both of these teams are like top six in scoring defense. The Dolphins give up the second fewest points. It's like it's hard to imagine a team going in there and putting up a big number on the Dolphins. The Bills did in week two, but the Seahawks really struggled. Russell Wilson, I think it took them a while to get going. Um, the Chargers kind of struggled. But this is the Chiefs. So I don't know. It's just, that game just feels kind of weird to me. I'm wondering if you guys are getting that vibe about that game or any other game this week.
3: I, I was up all night last night trying to figure out what I'm going to do with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Um, I think I've decided that I'm going to start them, but I'm, I get I'm not sure. Yeah, no, um, you're going to no, start the them. No, really, the Dolphins Thank are you. really tough. Thank you. Uh, Miles Gaskin, Devontae Parker, Mike Gisecki, all all difficult decisions. I would sit Parker this week.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, how are the Chiefs so good against wide receivers? I feel like they aren't, but they give up like the third fewest points. We I can't. Well, figure it's not it out. so much.
2: It's not so much about them. It's more about what Parker has not done with Tua.
0: Yeah, I don't think he has more than sixty-six yards or something in any game with Tua Tonga Bailoa. Does have? Well, no, teams. he had more than six yards last week. Sixty-six yards.
2: Oh, 66, Yes.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um. All right. Well, just want to give those thoughts. We'll we'll get to that game later. It, it is
2: it is a tricky game. It's it's a tricky game. But you know the nice thing is is that unless Tyree Kill is out because he missed practice on Wednesday with an illness, that's not COVID nineteen related. Then you're starting all those guys. Edward Saler is the tricky one.
0: Actually, the reason why I had circled that game, i had forgotten, was you guys are pretty different in the rankings on. Clyde Edwards-Elair, Miles Gaskin, and Devontae Parker. I, I, definitely the running backs. I think the wide receiver too. Um, so we'll we'll get to that in the rankings disputes. The players you love, Jamie. You said Ryan Tannehill. Is that is that who you're going with? Player you love this week?
2: Sure, he's in a great spot. Um, I I think you you know well. First off, hopefully AJ Brown's healthy. He missed practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury that he tweaked in the game, but he finished the game, so I'm going to assume that. Uh, it's not just an adrenaline situation that kept him out there last week that he is OK and he should be ready to go for this week's you know matchup. Uh, they got embarrassed last week. And I think, you know, Corey Davis is clearly becoming a must start guy, but his uh, his his start percentage does not reflect that. I think it should. And um, you know we'll see who's going to play tight end for the Titans. If John o. Smith is able to come back, he was uh, practicing on a limited basis. But. I mean, you know, it's uh, it it it's a great matchup. It's just an unbelievable yeah. matchup, you know. And he went for uh, thirty, thirty-six, I think, in the first game. Um, Thirty-four. He's got at least twenty-six in in each of his three games against Jacksonville that he's faced them, or the two games against Jacksonville he's faced them with the Titans.
0: Mm-hmm. Jacksonville gives up the fourth most points to quarterbacks, most yards per attempt. I think last week a lot of people were worried. Well, what if Dalvin Cook just dominates and Kirk Cousins doesn't throw enough? Jacksonville actually does a pretty good job keeping the score close and. Cousins had a huge game and he threw 43 times, but there have been seven.
2: I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, to say just to let you know, the Titans defense stinks. So it does stink.
0: Yeah. Seven quarterbacks have scored 27 or more points against the Jaguars and only two of them threw more than 35 times. So you don't have to throw a lot against the Jaguars to be good. Heath, who do you love this week?
3: And I always love Corey Davis, but we should probably go to a different game. So I will say uh, Robbie Anderson. With no DJ Moore, with the Broncos secondary being in shambles, um, I think you're going to see double-digit targets from Robbie Anderson. That's happened four times this season. He's got at least 15 PPR points in all four of those games. Uh, There's been a little shift over the last month to where DJ Moore was outperforming Robbie Anderson, but Moore was not going to be there. And yeah, even if Curtis Samuel is, I think Samuel will be good as well. But I think Robbie Anderson could be a borderline top 12 wide receiver this week. All right, we're going to look at the sits now.
0: Jamie, give me a player to avoid this week.
2: A player to avoid this week besides Devontae Parker. Let's see, who are we going to choose? Uh, Let's avoid Kyler Murray if you can. Um, He's been struggling.
0: Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, So who are you starting over him?
2: I would start Tannehill over him. I would start Taysom Hill over him. I would start Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady over him. Uh, he's he's ranked 12 for me, so he's still a starter, but I don't love it. I don't love the way that he's been playing. I don't love the fact that he hasn't been running. I'm hoping I'm reverse jinxing him that he comes out and has a great game because I've started in one league, but um, it's uh, it's just unfortunate to watch where he was and where he is now. And you know, I know it's only one game under 21 fantasy points, so he's still getting the job done. But you know, if he doesn't get you one of these touchdowns one week where he's throwing for under 200 yards and r- rushing for less than 30 yards. It could be a bad day for him against a very good Giants defense.
3: And Heath, player to avoid? I don't like saying this one. I don't think it'll be popular, but uh, I really don't want to start Cam Akers. The Patriots run defense has been very good as of late against running backs. Um, As much as it's looked like for a month, Cam Akers is taking over, and he definitely did last week, that was still the first game he's had since week one where he had more than 10 carries and he doesn't have a game all season with more than one target. And so I just think you're going to need Cam Akers to score, and and maybe he does, and that's fine, but I would rather not start him.
0: All right. So players to start, Ryan Tannehill, start of the week. Robbie Anderson set up for a big week. Players to avoid, Kyler Murray for Jamie. Heath, where do you have Kyler Murray? Ten. Uh, okay. Nine or ten. And Dave has him 14th, so he's somewhere between 10 and 14 for everybody uh, at the Giants this week and uh, Cam Akers Heath says try to avoid Cam Akers if you can don't avoid this new podcast that CBS is launching today this is a huge huge podcast going to be awesome actually it's you know the episodes are pretty short so you could look at it that way the early edge podcast if you're looking for a leg up on your bookmaker we've got you covered on the early edge podcast powered by Sportsline Every day, you can join Jonathan Coachman and an expert crew of Sportsline Handicappers to break down the biggest games of the day. Every episode is 10 minutes or shorter, and it's in your feed by 11 a.m. If there's a sharp side of the action, you'll be armed with it, including a Rams-Patriots lock today. A lock, people. Go check out the Early Edge podcast wherever you listen to FFT. And if you need some help with your lineups, we're on on Twitch today, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 to 5, 30 p.m. Eastern, twitch.com slash today. Join us there. We're live, giving you advice, answering a lot of your questions. News and notes. With note.
2: Demarcus Ware. Oh,
0: yes, and Demarcus Ware is coming on. That's going to be fun. So that'd be cool. He was a great guest when we had him on the home team watch party presented by Lowe's several weeks ago. Actually, it was the week Dak Prescott, we were watching the Cowboys game with him when Dak Prescott got hurt. It was uh, very ugh, tough to watch. But uh, he was a great guest, and he'll give us some good info as well. All right, your news and notes. James Conner is off the COVID list, the reserve COVID list. He's at Buffalo on Sunday night. What's your level of confidence in James Conner, Jamie?
2: Uh, He's a number two running back. You know, I think we're going to see the Steelers try and get back to running the ball a little bit because they've struggled in that regard. And it's the aspect of their offense that's clearly missing aside from uh, the drops. But, you know, just in terms of their run game versus their pass game, I think they'd like to take some pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger, run the ball a little bit better. And the fact that he's back after the last two weeks, I'm sure is going to be a uh, big boost for that offense. So, Hopefully, it's a strong finish for James Conner, and this week, he's the number two back.
0: Come on, Christian McCaffrey. This is just... It's enough, okay? You had the ankle, then the shoulder. Now, it's a its is a th- quad or a thigh?
2: Thigh, quad, yeah. Yeah, it,
0: it, he's banged up, but still optimistic that he's going to play. So don't drop Mike Davis just yet. Uh, Denzel Mims mispractice may not be able to play this week for the Jets, and uh, I wonder, though, I mean, he uh, he has a personal issue that he's dealing with, so he might not be able to get back in time to clear the COVID protocol. In fact, we should know that by now, actually, because uh, he would have had to get back, I think, last night. Um, but, yeah, they're at Seattle. We know Seattle, throughout the year, has been pretty bad against wide receivers. So how, like, how would you feel, Heath, if Mims were out about Perryman and or Crowder?
3: Number three wide receivers with a whole bunch of upside and a very, very low floor. Okay.
0: Drew Brees, unlikely to play this week, could play next week. Daniel Jones expected to play. Joe Mixon out, and so is left tackle Jonah Williams. He's on IR. Uh, But it'll be another Giovanni Bernard game, and it'll be a difficult decision for fantasy managers with Gio because the matchup couldn't be much better. Uh, Savon Ahmed missed practice. So, yes, Miles Gaskin, fantasy managers. I'm sure you don't want Savon Ahmed to play. Sorry, Savon Ahmed. Tyreek Hill has an illness. I don't think it
2: matters, though, to be honest with you.
0: I hope you're right. I just wish I knew that it didn't matter. Um,
2: I mean, maybe he goes from 21 to 22 carries to 17, 18.
0: You would think he would still get the catches, Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill is an illness. Okay, it's Josh Jacobs, what do we think? Is he going to play? Is he going to sit? There's been conflicting reports.
2: I think you have to assume at this point he's not playing. So if you have to make a decision Thursday night between Cam Akers and Josh Jacobs, you're playing Cam Akers.
3: All right. And Damian Harris. No. Uh,
0: The Raiders could be getting Trent Brown, one of their offensive tackles, and uh, safety Jonathan Abram back this week, though that would be helpful. Justin Jackson designated to return from IR, and Kalen Balaj has an ankle injury. I don't think we have to spend much more time on the number two back of the Chargers. Uh, Mark Andrews looks like he's going to play this week. Same with Matt Judon, linebacker for the Ravens. And Jimmy Smith, their cornerback, is questionable. He missed last week. and hoping to get him back this week at Cleveland. Miami left guard Eric Flowers unlikely to play. All right, I saw Frank Gore was expected to play. And, yeah, he is. He's is expected to play. So, I hope you didn't spend too much on Ty Johnson. Frank Gore expected back this week. T. Higgins was limited. We expect him to play. Um, let's see. I'm going to skip some of these injuries here. We got a lot of them. But I'll tell you this. The Steelers, the Texans, and the Lions are very thin at cornerback right now. The Steelers, they're hoping Stephen Nelson and Joe Hayden get back, but that's a really big deal for Josh Allen and his prospects. And I guess for the Steelers DST. But the Steelers, the Texans, and the Broncos very thin at defensive back and other injuries to watch. I would say James Robinson with a knee, Kyle Rudolph and Herb Smith both both mispractice. Do you are you ranking DeAndre Swift, guys?
2: Not yet. Nope. nope. Okay.
0: And um, linebacker Devondre Campbell for the Cardinals. He's questionable. If he doesn't play, it might make you a little less enthused about their DST. It would get um, their rookie, Simmons, on the field a lot more. Let's do some rankings disputes. Miles Gaskin and Clyde Edwards-Elair. All right, I'll check the updated rankings, but I'm pretty sure, as of yesterday, you guys are sort of far apart. Jamie had um, Gaskin around 12th in PPR, and I think Heath, you had him 20th? Or am I crazy?
3: Maybe that I was just think it. we both have him as a number two running back. Jamie is a high-end number two. Me is a low-end number two.
0: How about this? Who do you guys like better, Gaskin or Edward Zelaire?
3: Yes. Gaskin. I've got Edward Zelaire higher right now. They're both number two running backs. I'm probably starting both.
0: All right, so Jamie's got Gaskin in like the 15 range. Heath has him in the 20 range. And Jamie has Clyde Edward Zelair in the 20 range. And Heath has him 14th in PPR. So I think a little, a little bit of a flip there. Um, I don't know. Is it worth disputing these? I, th- I found your rankings well, to be somewhat similar this week. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't know that it's really worth much of a big argument. I th- the only thing that gave me any pause at all on Gaskin um, is the fact that they used Lynn Bowden in the passing game so much last week. I don't know how many targets Gaskin's going to get, but the reason that Clyde is ranked so much higher is because the Chiefs are are projected to score so much more than the Dolphins are. Um, I like think it's a pretty significant difference, 20, like 28 and a half to 21. That uh, increases Clyde's touchdown odds quite a bit higher than Gaskins.
0: Jamie, why Gaskin over Clyde Everett Zee
2: I mean, he's been better, <laughs> you know, so I, I'll take my chances with, you know, him against this chiefs run defense that has not been very good, especially as we saw last week against the Broncos. Um, you know, they've allowed a running back to score, gain a hundred yards on the ground in three games in a row. He's got uh, 120 yards or a touchdown in four games in a row. So, you know, 23 total touches in his first game back after being out four games with a knee injury, I think that's pretty significant. So um, I can't imagine he's going to see less... I can't imagine him getting less touches than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I think at home, in a game where I do think the Dolphins will keep it close, um, he's he's the better player, in my opinion. In case
0: uh, you all missed the riveting Monday podcast that we did, let me give you some of the CEH stats since the Le'Veon Bell edition. And some of it has to do with Le'Veon, but a lot of it doesn't. Um, So it's been six games, five for Clyde Edwards either because he didn't play last week. But in the first six games of the year, he had 79% of the Chiefs carries. Since Le'Veon Bell came over, Clyde Edwards has only 54% of the Chiefs carries, and they are running so much less frequently than they did. Patrick Mahomes... Six games with Le'Veon Bell, he's averaging 40.7 pass attempts per game. That's up from 36.5. He's averaging 353 passing yards per game, up from 283 uh, in the games without Le'Veon Bell. Now, this this is just coincidental. It has nothing to do with Le'Veon Bell, but it's just a change in their offense. Tyreek Hill, in his first six games, he was on pace for 101 targets. In his last six games, Tyreek Hill's on pace for 195 targets and 18, and 1,853 yards and 24 touchdowns. Uh, so they have gone from a team that wasn't throwing the ball downfield to a team that is airing it out to Tyreek Hill over and over 12 times a game, basically. And it's really hurt Clyde edwards helaire It's weird. Um, all right, back to the rankings disputes. Marvin Jones. Heath has him 10th. Jamie has him 28th. Heath, first word on Marvin Jones against Green Bay. Not previewing this game today, but you can talk about Marvin Jones.
3: Uh, he's got double-digit targets in three of his past four games. Earlier in the year it was um, kind of ugly, even without Kenny Galladay, the the volume just wasn't there. It has been there lately. He's always been a great touchdown rate guy. I think they're going to be chasing the score against the Packers, so there'll be a bunch of pass attempts. Jamie, twenty eighth on. I
2: like, I like Marvin Jones. I think uh, you know the one thing that we've kind of seen and you know you've pointed this out Adam that the Bears past defense isn't great and it was nice to see Marvin Jones do that last week um the Packers I think I saw Matt LaFleur say this, this is the first time and I don't know how many weeks they have all three of their top corners healthy and I do think Jones is going to struggle in this matchup to a certain extent but I would start Marvin Jones you know he's again he's in that 35 36 wide receiver range so uh, I don't think he has top 10 potential I don't think he has top 20 potential but I do think he has the ability to still be in your starting lineup
0: yeah, I know Jamie's going to say... I know he's going to say Marvin Jones over these guys, so I will... Don't be offended. He's just ask Jamie. Marvin Jones or Cam Akers? Jones. Uh, Marvin Jones or Corey Davis? Davis. Okay, we can leave it at that. Oh, uh, Jacob Gibbs... Recorded a beautiful segment with some awesome stats. Uh, Jacob Gibbs over Marvin Jones. Jacob Gibbs over Marvin Jones, yes. Agreed. If you've been listening to Jacob Gibbs, you could be making a lot of money on prop bets, uh, player props. So, you know, just just letting you know. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about Express. Yesterday, I was going through—this is a true story. Last night, I was going through some of the clothes I got from Express, including what I'm wearing right now. Uh, I was wearing it last night, uh, but, you know— I didn't sleep in or anything. It's clean, I promise. Um, and a jacket, uh, like a I wouldn't say a winter coat, but like a fall or early spring kind of jacket that I have. A sweater, um, socks, dress socks, and we're just talking about. It with my wife's like, I got some great stuff. I really. Uh, upgraded my wardrobe big time, and I did it at a really, really affordable cost. I mean, that's the thing about Express. They have really beautiful stuff, great stuff, warm, comfortable stuff. The uh, the deluxe comfort knit collection, uh, the, the luxe comfort knit collection, excuse me, is what I'm wearing right now, and it's just awesome, so you got to check that out. They've got jeans, um, pants, Women's clothing, accessories for men, things like that. Such a great selection, and I'm really happy. I'm just, I'm thrilled with what I've got. I've got stuff for all different types of weather: t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, things like that. So I really want you to go on Express. This is the new Express. It's comfortable and it's cozy. They got quality fabrics, quality designs, versatile styles. Any type of body type that you have, Express is going to fit you. So this is the holiday season, and time to go shopping for your for yourself. And for your family and for your friends, go to Express. You're going to find amazing bargains there, express.com. We've been really thrilled with it. I know you will be as well. All right, you want some stats to know, some great stuff on Matthew Stafford uh, and a few others. Let's take a listen to what Jacob Gibbs has to say. Again, he's been crushing it lately. Here is Sportsline's Jacob
4: Gibbs. What's up, FFT? This is Sportsline Fantasy Analyst, Jacob Gibbs, and I'm back with three more advanced stats for you heading into week 14. Stat number one, so prior to 2019, Matthew Stafford's career average depth of target or ADOT was 8.3 and his career high for a single season was 8.9. But last season, Stafford's first with Daryl Bevel as his offensive coordinator, we saw a much more aggressive version of the Lions offense. Before a season-ending injury in week 9, Stafford had a league high 11.4 yard ADOT. The aggressive downfield passing resulted in Stafford ranking as the QB 6 in fantasy prior to his injury, while Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones both ranked his top 15 receivers. I bring this all back up because in the first game in the post Matt Patricia era, Stafford's ADOT was all the way up to 13.1. That led all passes in week 13 and was actually the 4th highest ADOT of a quarterback all season. Stafford had just 1 game with an ADOT above 10 prior to this and it's possible that with Bevel replacing Matt Patricia we could see a much faster paced and aggressive version of the Lions offense, which is great news for fantasy. That brings us to stat number 2. Devontae Adams' target per route run rate is up from 27% versus zone coverage to 42% versus man. That is absolutely nuts. Almost half the time Adams runs a route against man coverage, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw him the ball. We should expect Rodgers to be throwing him the ball a lot this week because the Detroit Lions use man coverage at the NFL's second highest rate. Adams has actually only faced two teams that rank in the top half of the NFL in man coverage use this season. The result in those games, 48 and 37 DraftKings points. If the new look Lions can keep this game close, 50 plus DraftKings points is reasonably within Adams' range of outcomes here. And stat number three. The Cleveland Browns use zone coverage at the league's fifth highest rate. That's great news for Lamar Jackson, who has some of the most extreme man versus zone splits of any quarterback. He ranks 27th of 32 qualified QBs in passer rating versus man coverage, and his 5.1 yards per attempt against man ranks dead last. That rate rises all the way to 8.4 when facing zone coverage. On top of using lots of zone, the Browns blitz at the 8th lowest rate in the NFL. They're really the perfect defense for Jackson. Drew Locke is the only quarterback in the NFL with a worse completion rate than Jackson when blitzed. With all this in mind, it should come as no surprise that Jackson has scored 27, 28, and 34 DraftKings points in three games against the Browns since 2019. On paper, this matchup looks like it was hand-picked for him to reduce fantasy points in. I know it's been an up-and-down season, Lamar Jackson owners, but he absolutely should be trusted as a top-five option in this spot. All right, that's it for week 14. I'll be back on the FFT in five episodes Saturday with three more stats. And you can find me on Twitter at 23. I'll be tweeting out stats all week long.
0: All right, thank you, Jacob. Awesome stuff. So Matthew Stafford airing it out last week. That's great for Marvin Jones and for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Devontae Adams, obviously you're going to start him, but that's a DFS take there. The Lions play a bunch of man coverage. He gets targeted on forty-two percent of his routes against man coverage. That's incredible. So you could have you could have just one of those completely like if you're playing against Devontae Adams, cross your fingers. Uh, you could have one of those week winning games. And I love the Lamar Jackson take there. Much better against zone coverage and teams that don't blitz a lot. Perfect matchup for him. He did have one of his best games. I think maybe his best game of the season way back in week one against Cleveland. And Jacob Gibbs says he should be a top five quarterback this week. Jamie Heath, Jamie, you first. Where do you have Lamar Jackson ranked?
2: I started the week with him. Or I started the week. I started uh, Wednesday night after he played. Uh, Tuesday night after he played. Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. um, with him at number eight. 10. I moved him up to number eight. I don't think I can get him much higher, but I do think it's a good week for Lamar Jackson. Like you said, uh, 33 fantasy points against the Browns in week one, he's got a great track record against them In, in four career starts. He's almost a thousand yards passing, which for him, you know, we know is not exactly a, uh, a huge number, but for him, it's pretty good. Um, but his rushing numbers are great. Uh, he's got multiple touchdowns in every game against the Browns. And this is a, this is a, uh, a big game. I mean, obviously, you know, you see the Steelers have opened the door a little bit now for the Browns to potentially win the division. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, both these teams are fighting for a playoff spot and everybody's propping up the Browns. And, you know, even prior to, even after Tuesday, still not buying back into the Ravens, but uh, getting Mark Andrews back is huge. And, and, and obviously he looked, uh, he looked closer to the Lamar Jackson. We remember that's only his fifth game on Tuesday over 20 fantasy points. It's, It's just amazing how bad of a fantasy option he's been, but, he can still reward you with a strong finish.
3: Okay, so Jamie's got him eighth. Heath, how about you? He's at number ten. So okay. I'm probably starting him. Okay.
0: All right. Well, maybe you'll think maybe you guys move him up after the Jacob Gibbs note. We'll see. We'll see uh, how it turns out. All right, that game is on the schedule, so we'll get to it today. Start meter. Really, it's become the confidence meter. Who are you confidently starting in the last three games? We're going to preview. Let's start with Houston at Chicago. Heath, who are you confidently starting in the Houston Chicago game?
3: Uh, Deshaun Watson and David Montgomery and Brandon Cooks and Allen Robinson. I think those are the confident starts, and then you can you can consider David Johnson um, as a borderline number two running back. You could consider Kiki QT as a borderline number three. I think Cole Komet's the best tight end in this game, but he's uh, a borderline streamer. And then Mitchell Trubisky, the same thing at quarterback. This game is full of fantasy
0: storylines. I mean, the Bears are the second worst team against tight ends. So, yes, you said Cole Komet, but also there, there's the Jordan, like Jordan Akins is a sleeper. Um, you got
3: the Deshaun Watson revenge game? Well,
0: you, the thing you said, you're confident in Watson. I guess I would just say he's played one game without Will Fuller and he scored 18 fantasy points. Uh, I would just—I don't really buy that. I mean, he fumbled at like the six-yard line, could have had a touchdown late in the game, threw for a ton of yards, but—but but that is what happened. So, why are you so confident in Sean Watson?
3: Because he threw for 341 yards and ran for another 38 yards, yeah. and <laughs> right, okay. he was on the precipice of uh, having a fantastic fantasy day before that fumble. So, <laughs> I'm just—I'm going to ignore the the 18 fantasy points. I think it was 18. Right and you and and you say 18
2: which is obviously what he scored but that's not that fumble's not on him and he gets credit for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. I wasn't I was just playing devil's advocate there.
2: No, I'm just saying like you know it's it's one of those things like where you look at the box score and you say oh 18 points. You know I know it's 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 so our mind plays games but you see 20 you feel a little bit more comfortable you see 18 you're like oh he had a bad game without will fuller in there. That fumble's not on him. It's not like he got hit, dropped the ball, you know it it was off the center's like
0: the Bears have allowed seven touchdowns to wide receivers in their last four games. So, I, you know, I think Kiki QT looks like he could uh, follow up that week with another good one. Jamie, who are you confident in in the Chiefs-Dolphins game?
2: Uh, for Miami, it's just Miles Gaskin. And for the Chiefs, it's the usual suspects aside from Clyde Edwards.
0: Right. We debated Clyde. He's more confident in Clyde. What
2: about Kasicki? I think it's 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 like exactly what he said about David Johnson. It's like those, he's in that range for me of, I'm starting Clyde Edwards most likely if in leagues where I have him, but like they're not, he's not a strong play in my mind. Uh,
0: okay, well, before I ask you about Kasicki, how would you rank Gaskin? Well, I know how you guys rank Gaskin and Clyde Edwards there, but are they both ahead of David Johnson?
2: Yes. Uh, I like David Johnson better than Everett Solar and PPR because I do think this is going to be a game where they get back throwing him the ball.
3: Okay. It's just so like they threw six times to Duke last week,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. but that was the first game back for, for David Johnson post concussion. So I think he catches uh, a couple more passes.
0: Okay. And then Dallas Cincinnati, the last game we will preview. Who are you confident in in this game?
3: Zeke. Terrible
0: defenses here. Zeke. Okay. Cooper. Cooper. Cooper has uh, Cooper has 79 yards 79 yards or a touchdown in all 5 games with Andy Dalton starting.
2: That that's yeah. it. Just it's just those two. You can you can make a case for Dalton as a streamer. You can make a case for Dalton Schultz as a streamer. You can make a case for CD Lamb this week um and if you want to buy him to Michael Gallup, yeah, uh, you know the fact that he had 11 targets, I wouldn't, but um you know Lamb had 9 targets against the Ravens, so I think there's an opportunity for him. And the same thing for the Bengals top yeah. two wide receivers. There's right. opportunities to trust them, but it's just so tough to say not knowing how good Ryan Finley will be. Yeah, like there's a
3: there's a lot of guys you could consider as flexes. Um Geo is I not someone I want to start, but he's a very good flex. It has a lot of upside against a good matchup.
0: So if you were going to flex Geo, Tyler Boyd, or T Higgins or CD Lamb, I guess, who who are the top 2? Not Cooper, but Lamb, uh Boyd, Higgins Geo top two.
2: Geo and Lamb for me.
0: Yep. And then who uh, is anybody concerned about Zeke with this? Was a hamstring injury. He's going to be limited in practice, and he's playing on a short week. He had two weeks to rest basically before the Ravens game, and he looked really good. But are you concerned about him going into this game with a little bit of an injury and five days of re- or four days of rest? I guess.
2: If he plays, he is a must-start guy this week. I mean, the Bengals have shown you enough that their run defense is not good. And even with the flaws in the Cowboys' offensive line, which I thought played fairly well given the circumstances against Baltimore, that you know, hopefully they're rested and able to go for who's out there. I don't know. Has Cam Irving been ruled out? I know obviously Zach Martin's on IR, but um, I don't know if Irving is able to come back or not. That would be at least a boost to some degree. But it's it's the matchup. You know, it's, if, if there's a week left to trust Zeke with confidence, it's this week. And so hopefully that's the case. But on the flip side of that, if you have a roster spot that's you can toy with, go pick up Tony Pollard. Because if, in fact, there is no Ezekiel Elliott, you're going to start Tony Pollard this week.
0: Okay, let's go to the games. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Stat of the game. You guys have Ben Roethlisberger uh, like around 12th. And J- Dave has him 7th, I believe. The last, yeah, so it's 11th for Jamie, 7th for Dave, and 13th for Heath.
3: He is lower for me. He is now 16th. Oh,
0: okay. Um, The last five quarterbacks against the Bills, they have seven touchdowns and six interceptions. None of them have had a passer rating higher than 95.7, which is not good these days. Three of them did rush for a touchdown. So that gave them some more fantasy points, at least one touchdown. Like Wilson had a touchdown, rushing touchdown, he had 25 points. Kyler Murray had two rushing touchdowns, 31 points. But Justin Herbert scored 18 points. Nick Mullins ended up with 24 points with that garbage-time touchdown. Bill's defense getting a little bit better here, so should we be confident in Ben Roethlisberger?
2: I'm still starting him with his volume. I don't think he's going to get away from throwing the ball 45-plus times. And so it's just a matter of where his ceiling lies. So like Dave, I think is playing him closer to his ceiling. Heath is probably playing closer to his floor. Um, you know, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 23 points is, is doable for him. And I'll, I'll start him in, in leagues where I have him, but I'm not going to replace him with Philip Rivers,
3: for example. I think the, the betters must be buying back into the Bills defense. Because the Steelers implied total is one of the lowest they've had all year long. It's down around 21, uh, 21.75, I think, which is going to hurt projections for Ben and Connor and, and just about everybody. Um, I'm not sure I see a path where Ben throws it 45 times and they reestablish the running game with James Connor too. He does well, throw I think the they ball. would like
2: to reestablish the running game. I don't know if they're going to reestablish the running game. You know, I, I, I don't. I guess I should clarify what I said. I I don't think that they're necessarily going to have like, you know, uh, a 200 yard ground game between their, their, their team. You know, this is still what the Steelers offense is. And I think you're going to start to see a little bit more of Ben Roethlisberger offense coordinator start to come back into play as opposed to what they've been doing, because it hasn't been working. So,
0: well, what, but what is he going to do? Be like, let's run the ball more. You're saying? No 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 I think he's going to
2: he's going to take a little bit more control of the line of scrimmage. He's still throwing the ball for He leads the balls. NFL in pass I attempts. I don't see that changing.
0: Leads the NFL in pass attempts, but he's 29th in yards per attempt. I mean, it's It's well, he doesn't th- like it's, it's
3: it's big breeze. Big breeze. Um, <laughs> he doesn't throw the ball very far at all. I think you're going to get 250-ish yards and you're probably going to get two touchdowns. And if he throws one interception like he has each of the last 3 weeks, then you're looking at a 20-point fantasy week because he's not going to do anything at all with his legs. Um yeah. that's that's a high end number 2 quarterback this year. I wonder if we'd be
0: higher on him if his receivers weren't dropping so many passes, leaving some stats on the field. Um some? But, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh all right, well, so so Heath, who would who did you move ahead of Roethlisberger recently?
3: Uh I would start Matt Ryan over him. I would start Matthew Stafford over him. I would start Taysom Hill over him. Um, I would start Kyler and, and Lamar and Tannehill over him. Jamie, how many of those guys are you starting over him?
2: Uh, Taysom, I would start over him. I would start uh, Tannehill over him, but I'm not starting Stafford over him. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear all the. the uh,
0: Matt um, Ryan, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson.
2: Uh, Ryan, I could see. Um, you know, they're very close for me, uh, but the rest, no.
0: Okay. How about Josh Allen? Stat of the game number two. No quarterback has scored more than twenty-two points against Pittsburgh. This is a difficult one to do because, like I said, two cornerbacks could be out for the Steelers. They just lost the middle linebacker or an inside linebacker in Robert Spillane. I don't know. That's maybe more in the run game uh, of having effect. But yeah, I, Josh Allen. How confident are you guys in him?
2: I think he'll play well. You know, this is um, this is a defense like you said that is is missing some guys. They are hoping to get Stephen Nelson back. But they're not sure about Joe Hayden yet. And um I think you just gotta buy into Josh Allen the way he's playing. You know, he's uh he he looked great against the 49ers in, you know, a, a difficult matchup, at least on paper. And this is uh this is a spotlight game, you know. Show, show how good you are, show how good this team is. And I think they are gonna show up and play well and, and give the Pittsburgh Steelers a rough time and most likely win this game. So I, I like Josh Allen still. He's not a top three quarterback for me. I start Tan Hill over him but he's still a top six quarterback and I wouldn't be afraid of playing him this week. That was his
0: first game with more than 19 points without John Brown. You know, he'd been 19, 16 and seven points or 17 rather uh, without John Brown in the first
3: three games without him. Like you've got, and I understand like that's not, not, not to criticize that at all, but that's three games out of a season in which he's been one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. And so I, I'm just I'm not sitting Josh Allen.
2: And one of those was the if I'm not mistaken, the Titans game on Tuesday night in bad weather.
3: It
0: was, yes. And you know, he's thrown for 263, 307, 157, and 374 five yards in those games. So it just didn't have the touchdowns. Um okay, running uh running it's also backs.
2: Gabriel Davis is, is stepping up as a you know respectable third option in this game in this in this offense. Uh, you're starting to see that go back to throwing the ball to Devin Singletary the last two weeks. I think that helps.
0: Yeah, let's talk about. Okay, well, James Connor, let's start with James Connor. Connor or um, Dolphins Chiefs game running backs?
2: Dolphins, Gaskin, Chiefs. Connor, Edwards, Elaire.
0: Okay. And so, Heath, you put, you go Edwards, Elaire, Gaskin, Connor? Yeah. All right. But Akers or Connor, we're going to go Connor. 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 Devin Singletary, starter sit?
2: Sit if you can, but he's back to being the better of the two Bills running backs, at least from what you've seen the last two games.
3: I kind of put him in a similar situation as Akers. Um, I think he could be a good flex. I don't have a great degree of confidence in how many t- touches he's going to have, but if he scores a touchdown, he's going to be good for you. Giovanni Glenard. Yeah, I
2: give Akers a nod is just because short week for the Patriots. So their defense could be a little tired. I know they didn't have to do much last week, but still, you know, we always know what that short week means.
0: Uh, Giovanni Bernard or, um, who were we just talking about? Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary,
2: Singletary. I'm sorry. I go Bernard. All
0: right. Uh, let's talk about the wide receivers here. If Stefan Diggs is the best wide receiver in this game. And first of all, we're not concerned about him and well, we don't know if it's a tough matchup, right? We don't know who's playing cornerback for them, but he's going to be a start no matter what.
2: He's a top five guy. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, start because, Stephon look,
0: Diggs. I mean, in my opinion, he's had um, five tough matchups Rams, Chiefs, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers. He's had fewer than 50 yards in three of those games. Okay. So I'm just throwing that out there. But of course, I'm going to start Stephon Diggs. I just, yeah, but
2: we've seen I, what receivers have done against Pittsburgh all season long, though.
0: It's all what Terry McLaurin did last week, you know? It,
3: I just don't think, and, and you could, like, and normally I feel like I'm on the other side of this discussion, but. It's the first week of the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't think I I'm starting anybody that's top five or top ten at their position for the year without really, really good reasoning, and that's yeah. sitting
0: me. You're sitting. Yeah. Right, look, you know what? I yeah, don't know not- why. I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I, I think it's maybe from a DFS angle. Of course, you're going to start Stefan Diggs. Um, but the Steelers, they are getting better against wide receivers. They're now 16th against wide receivers. For a while, they were toward the bottom.
2: Right, But you also have it's. It, and I know you we only mentioned the, the cornerbacks. They're also still trying to figure out how to replace Bud Dupree. Yeah. And so the pass rush isn't the same. The secondary is not the same. The linebacking crew is not the same. And so you got to buy it. Look, Josh Allen for a moment was in the MVP discussion and that guy showed up again in week 13 on the road in a big spot. Yeah. And so
0: if, i mean if that the guy's 49ers, back, the no 49ers. I'm
2: sitting any of his top guys for.
0: Like the 49ers keep getting torched by the good quarterbacks.
2: Like Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron
0: Rodgers have absolutely destroyed them. And this is this should be a much bigger
2: challenge than the 49ers. It's a much bigger challenge. But you're also talking about a Steelers team that's played how many games now in the last three weeks? It's a tired group. All right, I'm, not, I'm, sick, of, I'm sick
0: of talking people out. I'm, not, I'm really not trying to talk people out of the Bills. I know. So I'm sorry about that if it's coming off that way. I was really
2: just looking for talking points No, it points comes down... Here. Look, it's, it's probably a better discussion for Cole Beasley. It's probably a better discussion for Devin Singletary. It's a better discussion for those guys, you know, the ones that are fringe players for the Bills.
0: Okay, so, yeah. So my next question was, if Diggs is the number one wide receiver in this game, who's the number two wide receiver?
2: Deontay Johnson.
3: It's got to be, like... It's got to be Deontay Johnson as much as Ben Roethlisberger is throwing it to him.
2: He's now, this is the tricky one because if Mike Tomlin is true to his word, he's the one that's dropping the most passes. Mm-hmm. So if Mike Tomlin is going to pull somebody off the field because they're dropping passes and he has a bad drop or a drop, then you got to be concerned about this. But it's four straight games with 10 plus targets. You cannot get away from a player like
3: that. Nope.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, he's played like seven healthy games, maybe eight, and he's had double digit targets in all but one. So yeah, you can't get away from that. Okay, then who's the third best wide receiver in this game? Beasley.
3: Yeah. I I, I have Beasley and Juju back to back in full PPR. Um, but I do have Beasley one spot higher and it feels a little bit where silly, are they but, in the rankings? Twenty eight and twenty-nine. Okay. So yeah, I'm
2: in a similar range. I probably have Beasley a couple spots higher and juju a couple spots lower. Uh the thing the the one guy that scares me, and I hope he delivers is Claypool. Because you have prior to the Monday night game, Ben Roethlisberger says we have to get James Washington on the field more. And first time since I believe week three, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that Washington played more snaps than Claypool. And you saw the results. Claypool had a bad game. Washington scored if you want to buy into just the touchdown. But if they're not going to play Claypool as much as they have been, you can't start him.
0: Yeah. So, uh, By the way, back to Beasley. Would you start Beasley over T.Y. Hilton, Kiki QT,
2: those streamers? I would. I would as well, but it's close. I would start those streamers over Juju, though.
0: Okay. It's obviously close for, for Heath, but since he is Beasley one spot ahead of Juju, that means he's starting Juju over Kiki QT and T.Y. Hilton. Um. All right. And then Claypool, uh, who's a better flex, Devin Singletary or Chase Claypool?
2: Uh, I'll still take Claypool in PPR just because, you know, Singletary's season long receiving numbers. But in non PPR, I would go with
3: Singletary. Yeah, agreed.
0: Finally, uh, well, actually, two things. Eric Ebron, starter sit. We're going to, the Bills are hoping to get Matt Milano, you know, more snaps this
3: week. But Eric Ebron, starter sit. It, right in that range where you could make like either argument, I think I'd rather start Gesicki. Um, I think I'd rather start Evan Ingram, but I would start Eric Ebron over Logan Thomas. So there's not a streamer that I'm starting over Ebron.
0: All right. And Jamie has Ebron 11th. Heath has him 7th in PPR. Dave has Ebron. Where are you, Ebron? Oh, somewhere in there. Whatever. Oh, 10th. There we go. I don't know why I didn't see him. And uh, are there any streaming DSTs you'd rather have than Pittsburgh this week? Um,
3: I don't think so.
0: Did we lose Jamie?
3: We did lose Jamie. He, um, he will be back. He has said there are not any streaming DSTs. I'd rather have them Pittsburgh. I am moving them down a little bit. Um, but I'm still probably starting them.
0: Okay, they're seventh for Dave and Jamie right now. They're third for Heath, but they will be. They're tenth for me. They're tenth for. Why is it that I'm not seeing? I mean, I hit refresh on the rankings. Are they just not
3: published them yet? I update projections and rankings in different places, and so sometimes they don't show up on the site as soon as I change them.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right then. Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Uh, We're hoping Jonathan Abram is able to play for Las Vegas. They're very talented safety. He could make a big difference in this game. Uh, your stat of the game, only three quarterbacks against the Colts have scored more than 20 fantasy points. Gardner Minshew, Rogers, Rod, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford. Um, but they haven't faced the toughest competition, and when they have, they've had like bad weather or or um, l- low pass attempts, stuff like that. So I don't know just how great their pass defense is. I think we're pretty convinced on their run defense. Anyway, Heath, um, when you look at Rivers and Carr, who do you like better?
3: I would start Carr over Rivers, but they are both in the high-end QB2 range. Roethlisberger or these guys? I would start Carr over Roethlisberger. Okay. Carr over, but Roethlisberger over Rivers? Yeah, it's a coin flip.
0: All right. Every time Phillip Rivers has had two or three touchdown passes, he has scored 21 or more fantasy points. So that means he's throwing for a lot of yards and not getting any rushing touchdowns. But yeah, he's good with yards. He just needs two or three touchdowns. And, um, you know, hopefully you can get that. Six of the last nine QVs to face the Raiders have scored 23 or more fantasy points. Uh, Colts running backs, is Jonathan Taylor a must start?
3: Uh, Yeah, I would say... It's possible that you could have two guys you wanted to start over him, but he's a top 15 running back in both formats for me. Um I would I would start I'm starting Jonathan Taylor with relative confidence.
0: Okay, uh how about Naim Hines? Last week you
3: liked him as a flex and he paid off. What do you think? I still like him in full PPR. I still um I would start him over James Conner in full PPR.
0: Okay, and the Raiders give up the fourth-most points to running backs, eighth-most receiving yards per game to running backs. Five running backs have had 38 or more receiving yards. Two of them were McCaffrey and Kamara, but Hines could uh, maybe make, make some... And maybe Taylor can do that. Taylor had a good receiving game last week, 44 yards and a touchdown. Oh, that was two weeks ago. No, 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 that was last week, 44 yards and a touchdown. Pardon me. All right, uh, Colts-wide receivers here. Who do you like better, Hilton or
3: Pittman? I like Hilton but are we trying to do a, a gall man thing with Pittman? Yeah. Is is that what you're trying to do? The, I, you have heard
0: of this one. He's the uh do I have to get the music queued up? He who's no I'm not going to do it again.
3: He's, he's the pits. He's the guy who he's the guy who ruins any fantasy points. He's
0: the uh, wide receiver who ruins
3: all of your delicious fruit. Pitman. I have I have not heard that yet. It's okay. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I I would start Hilton over Pittman. I've, T.Y. Hilton is someone I'm really, really struggling with. And um, it's a personal struggle in my most important league that I'm still alive in, where I have to choose uh, between Pittman and Kiki QT and Marquise Brown and Alan Lazard for my final receiver spot. And there's just absolutely no chance I'm going to make the correct choice. Uh, but he is right in that same range with those guys, separated by like a half a point in the projections. I do think there's big upside. The Raiders are bad, uh, but this was also the first game in the last two months where he had more than six targets. So right. there is some concern that Jonathan Taylor gets 20 carries and 90 mines and Jordan Wilkins get 15 carries, and Philip Rivers throws 25 passes. I don't know if this is, uh,
2: it
0: matters, but the the Raiders have allowed the fewest. 40-plus-yard pass plays in the NFL. They're really good at limiting big plays. If Jonathan Abram doesn't play, maybe that hurts them. Uh um, you know who else has been really
3: good at limiting big plays this year? Phil Rivers. T.Y. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm guessing we're going to sit Trey Burton. Sit Trey Burton, right? Yeah. Okay. To the Raiders, then. Derek Carr, he's... 12th, let me let me get the updated rankings here. I pre- I did these a couple of days ago. So
3: 13th for me currently.
0: All right. Jamie seems like has Carr 14th, and Jave has him 17th. So look, there are no buys this week. Even the 17th best quarterback could be someone that you want to start this week. Carr has been pretty good when he's had to throw. Um Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. <sighs> it has not been a good running game this year. How confident would you be in them if
3: Jacob starts and if Jacob's is out? If Jacob starts, he's a must start running back. Um he's been like on a per game basis this year he's been a top 10 guy and I'm not going away from him. He's been he's awesome. Um Delonte Booker is very very difficult. I have him ranked too high right now, which is I think right around 20. I just like I think he's still going to get 17 plus touches in this game. And that's really hard for me to rank a guy too much lower than where he's ranked right now. But I really don't also want to start Devontae Booker. So he's definitely a guy that I'm ranking lower than I'm projecting.
0: Only two running backs this year, Kareem Hunt and Derrick Henry, have had more than 63 rushing yards against the Colts. Um, So you might need a touchdown, but you get a lot of touches. You might get that touchdown. And let's talk about the Raiders wide receivers. Do you like you're you're not really a big Aguilar guy. I'm kind of
3: an Aguilar guy, Heath. You're not an Aguilar guy. I'm pretty much always out on the Raiders wide receivers. And that has proved wrong sometimes this season, but there's not enough consistency in terms of their targets or the quality of their targets for me. If you can make a case for why I should get one of these guys into my top, I guess Aguilar does have 25 targets in his last three games.
0: Yeah, that's, he, he that's was so case. close to having a big game last week against the Jets. He was so close. My philosophy is, look, I'm, I'm not going to love Aguilar. There's so much uh, bust potential. But if you think Derek Carr is going to have to throw, then if you like Derek Carr, then I think you should like Aguilar as a number three guy.
3: It's Unless kind of Darren Waller about. gets 17 targets, again. but
0: but even it, even last week when Darren Waller had one of the best games in tight end history, no joke, fantasy wise, Aguilar had 11 targets, and he almost yeah. he he oh my, he was almost touchdowning like all game. Um, so you know, there's that. And look, the Colts have not been that good. They give up the eighth-fewest points, but it's really deceiving to wide receivers. 70 yards or a touchdown to 11 wide receivers in their last nine games. 98 or more yards to four wide receivers in their last three games. And remember, that would have been a lot worse if A.J. Brown didn't
3: drop what should have been a long touchdown. So I think you can beat them. I I don't disagree with anything you said. The counter-argument would be... Like, you want to talk about teams that are not good against wide receivers? Nelson Aguilar has played the Falcons and the Jets the last two weeks. He has 17 targets against them, and he's turned it into 92 yards.
0: Yeah, the Falcons game is a mess for everyone, but that's a that's a good point. I, that's why I said number three. <laughs>
3: he's not like a great start, but what do you, do you I, have him as a number three or no? I don't. I don't. I will try to rank Nelson Aguilar higher. No, you don't but... have to. You don't listen to me. I, I really have such a low degree of confidence in him. <laughs> I've not accepted the idea that like he has turned into a much better player, I think is the problem.
0: All right, moving on. Start Darren Waller and let's go to our next game as Jamie is back. Atlanta at the Chargers. Here's your quote of the game. I helped create that stadium, so why not try to go out there and try to do damage? That's what Todd Gurley said. The stadium that k- Todd Gurley built. Uh, out there in Los Angeles. Of course, he was with the Rams, but same stadium. Uh, is Does anybody? Yeah, I think
3: they actually used the ligaments in his knees oh, to construct the uh, outer edges. Jeez.
0: Does anybody have even one degree of faith in Gurley against a terrible, terrible run defense? Jamie.
2: If he's healthy. And can get through a week of practice. Uh, He's already been limited on Wednesday. But if he can get in a full practice on Thursday and Friday, then I would consider him as a flex option. But confident? No. Uh,
0: Devontae Booker or Todd Gurley?
2: If Gurley gets through a full week of practice, I would start, or next two days of practice, I would start Gurley over Booker.
3: I would start Booker.
0: All right, are we going back to Matt Ryan here. A quarterback has thrown multiple touchdown passes against the Chargers in 6 of their last 7 games. Um he has been really struggling though. Matt Ryan starter sit.
2: I I don't mind him this week. I'm starting him in one playoff matchup.
3: Yeah, it's two um it He's a high end number 2 quarterback, but I would start him over I would start him over Ben Roethlisberger, but they're basically right in the same range. I would, but I'd, I'd start him over Goff and and guys of that range.
0: Yeah, I have to choose between him and Taysom Hill. I've been making the wrong decision a lot. Um, I'm a little worried with Taysom Hill that it's going to be like the Broncos game where they're just going to kill the Eagles, get a ton of turnovers, and not have to throw much Uh, and the chargers stink i mean 27 or more points allowed their team not to quarterbacks not fantasy points 27 or more points allowed in nine straight games so it's just a good opportunity for matt ryan
2: you're you're seeing the unraveling of a football team Mm -hmm. with that well yeah so
0: so if we're going to say start julio jones start calvin ridley um hayden hurst is a low-end starter he in his last seven games Hayden Hurst has two games with one catch for nine yards combined against the Saints. In the other five games, he has four more catches and 48 to 68 yards in all five, in all five games. So if you remove the Saints games, he's been a very reliable 9 to 10 PPR point kind of guy. Um, so he's a low-end starter. So that means, I was just transitioning, Jamie, you said the team's unraveling. How much faith do you have in Justin Herbert in the passing game? Uh,
2: plenty. Plenty. The Falcons are also unraveling, <laughs> you know, that's a, <laughs> it's a bad pass defense. Um, you know, just because the team is unraveling, the players can still put up numbers and I think they will. I mean, Herbert's going to, it should take apart this defense. Um, Allen should have a big game. Uh, Hunter Henry should have a big bounce back game. Mike Williams, if you want to buy back into him, he could be a number three receiver this week. I wouldn't trust him, but I could see it. And I think Eckler in the passing game is going to make some plays. He's obviously not going to have a lot of success running the ball because this run defense is really good, but you know, the, the franchise unraveling versus the players on the field are two different things.
0: Okay. Herbert is the one quarterback, the one stud quarterback that you could, you get a lot of like Herbert ors because he was picked up off waivers. So Herbert or Josh Allen this week, Herbert Herbert for Jamie Allen for Heath, Herbert or uh, Russell Wilson.
2: Wilson.
0: Wilson. Over Kyler Murray, though, Justin Herbert? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hunter Henry is top 10. I think top 12 in PPR. Dave's a little bit lower on him, but top 12. Falcons give up the fifth most fantasy points. Eckler must Stark. I mean, the Falcons' run defense has been very good, and actually against the pass, uh, they against running backs in the passing game, they've been a lot better. Only Latavius Murray and DeAndre Swift have had more than 17 receiving yards against the Falcons in their last seven games.
2: I think that most of those, wins. though, were the Taysom Hill-Kamara games, though.
0: Yeah. You also have Mike Davis getting like 11 yards. I don't think Josh Jacobs had a catch. So they've gotten better there. But, okay, start Eckler, right? No no questions. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. So the Mike Williams. Why so low on him? You guys don't even have him in your top 40.
2: It's just, it's just a trust factor.
3: All right. There's not, um, like, he's not really been very good at all when everybody else has been healthy. Okay. Atlanta. Uh, I don't know that he matchup. has a good game with Austin Eckler on the field. I think he could
2: score, but I don't think he's going to have a lot of, you know, targets or catches. So.
0: Claypool or Mike Williams? Claypool. Claypool. Let's go to our next game. Baltimore is at Cleveland. Stat of the game. So you're looking at Jarvis Landry here, huh? Let's take a look at some of the slot receivers that Baltimore has faced. Jarvis Landry, Randall Cobb, Tyler Boyd, Juju Smith-Schuster twice, C.D. Lamb. None of them had more than 70 yards. That's the ceiling there. And only Juju scored. They've been really, really good against slot receivers. Uh, I imagine Marlon Humphrey would be covering him a little bit, if not a lot. So Jarvis Landry on a bit of a roll. Start or sit. Number three receiver. I'm probably
2: starting him. Okay. Borderline so, number two.
0: So he's not a must start like he's been no. last okay. Um, and then here's this here's a weird stat. Stat of the game number two. In their last five games, Cleveland has allowed five touchdowns to tight ends. They are Farrell Brown, Dallas Goddard, Richard Rogers, Tyler Eifert, and Michael Pruitt. So start, uh, that's fluky though. No, he caught a touchdown. He caught a legit touchdown. And then he had the fumble recovery as well, um, right? I'm almost positive. I think he scored two touchdowns. that's one. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Damn. I mean, bam. <laughs> I don't even can't even get my insults right. Uh, so anyway, Mark Andrews could be great. So so start him. Uh, we heard about Lamar Jackson. You guys have him top ten, not quite top five, like Jacob Gibbs has. What about J.K. Dobbins? How does he compare to? Uh, how about let's do some wide receivers jk dobbins or amari
3: cooper 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 i'm i'm i i love jk dobbins and i don't like the fact that it's been framed some as like he might have disappointed coming back he was awesome the ravens coaches disappointed um but i i don't I don't have a very high degree of comp. Like, I like him better than Akers and Singletary, but it's kind of in the same type of situation. Like, I just don't know how many times he's going to get the ball.
0: Yeah. Much tougher matchup, too. And not that he necessarily needs a good matchup, but the Cowboys are a no, JV team. No, I think team. he's a lot better than those guys. Yeah, he is. But the Cowboys are a JV team, and Cleveland has a good run defense.
2: Well, the funny thing is, like, I don't know how you could watch the tape of that game against Dallas and say two things. Gus Edwards needs more touches, too. I mean, does he both because guys he, do
0: Gus Edwards was so bad. The four games before that, he had like 30 carries for 81. Oh, yards. You got
3: to throw out
2: the Steelers game though.
3: I mean, he's
0: like, we've got 250
3: fine. career carries for Gus Edwards at five yards a carry. Yeah. We, we know he's good. Yeah, I know. Might um, be for life. But he
0: ain't, but he ain't JK Dobbins. All right. So no. do- Dobbins or Landry?
2: Uh, Landry PPR Dobbins. Not. Sure.
0: Okay. Dobbins or geo.
2: Dobbins. Dobbins.
0: Any interest in Marquise
2: Brown? Not with Andrews back now, no.
3: Yeah, that's probably going to take him out of my terrible decision that I have to make. Um, Maybe I'll do a Twitter poll and let Twitter decide for me who the last guy I'm going to start in that league is.
2: You You got lucky with the two touchdowns for Dobbins and Brown that they scored because it could have been a really ugly fantasy game without those scores.
0: I guess so, but you expect the Ravens to score a lot of touchdowns when they're right, you know? Like Yes,
2: but that could be, you know, um it it could be a Boykin touchdown. It could be a uh Ricard touchdown. I mean, you know, it's just they're 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 not afraid to use everybody.
0: You also don't want to overreact to the Dallas game cuz Dallas is going to make a lot of people look good. Uh Mark Andrews is a must start. Baker Mayfield, you guys do not have him in your top 20. I think Jamie had him 20th. So we will sit him. And yeah, it's just matchup, right?
2: I, I want I want to buy back into Baker because of what he's done the last two weeks, but I don't want to do it this week. I mean, the fact that Judon's coming back for the Ravens, that's going to be you know good for their pass rush. The offensive line has been unbelievable for the Browns. I mean, you want to talk about how to win in the NFL? You build up the two lines. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's pretty simple. You look at what you know. Unless, yep,
0: oh, we lost him again. All right, Jamie, great point. Do um, you have just the the oh, there he is. fantastic? <laughs> okay, Jamie, you cut out a little bit there, but I think we got your gist. So Nick Chubb is top ten, even with a tough matchup. He's he's basically matchup proof. Kareem Hunt or J.K. Dobbins, Heath? Hunt. <laughs> J.B. Hunter Dobbins. Hunt. Okay, Hunt or Zeke. 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 Hunt or uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, PPR?
3: Hunt. Uh, Hunt.
0: All right, we already talked about Landry. Austin Hooper is a sit. In his last four games, he has eight catches for 81 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. And the Baltimore DST,
2: let's see. Here's one thing. I I just wanted to tell people that have a bye week. Uh, If you think you're going to the fantasy championship, you might want to hold on to Austin Hooper or pick him up if you have a roster spot available. They get the Jets in week 16.
0: Yeah. All right, good point. Um, Ravens are 6th for Jamie, 10th for Dave, 2nd for Heath, so you can start the Ravens DST. We've got, I think, four games left. We already talked about three of them earlier today. Let's take a quick break on fantasy football today and wrap things up. We'll get to Tennessee and Jacksonville when we come back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Two bad defenses here. Titans at the Jaguars. Your repeat stat of the game. This is why you should love Corey Davis. In their last nine games, Jacksonville has allowed 77 yards or a touchdown to 16 wide receivers. Just going to keep updating that stat every week. 16 wide receivers in nine games, 77 yards or a touchdown. Corey Davis, stardom. Uh, your here's, new... here's a
2: fun one for both these guys because I know a lot of people are like, oh, can A.J. Brown and Corey Davis both produce? Uh, they've allowed eight pairs of wide receivers to score at least 11 PPR points in the same game this year. Yeah, they're the worst.
0: Um, But the Titans aren't that far behind because the Titans have allowed 78 or more yards or a touchdown to multiple wide receivers in seven of 12 games. So we know to start A.J. Brown, Corey Davis is going to be a start. What about D.J. Chark or Colin Johnson for the Jaguars?
3: I just don't have enough certainty as to who is going to lead the team in targets. Last week, they threw a bunch and nobody had more than seven targets. Glennon's really spreading the ball around. Um, Chark's a borderline number three wide receiver, but I really don't have a lot of faith in the Jacksonville pass catchers.
2: I think Chark scores this week.
0: Oh, so who are you going to start Chark over?
2: I think he's still a number three receiver. I think where he said is right, you know, because you can't say with certainty he's going to score because he hasn't scored very much this year, but I do think this is an opportunity for I mean, we just saw the Browns get three touchdowns from their wide receivers in the first half, you know, so this this is an opportunity here for DJ Chark. It's not something that you could start with any semblance of confidence because he's been inconsistent he missed a couple big plays last week against the vikings you know there was one downfield throw where he was trying to stay in bounds he was ruled out of bounds there was another one that he couldn't pull it in um but you know you have seen now i think it's three of his last four at least six targets um that's with two different quarterbacks but i i I think this is a chance for dj Tark to take advantage of a bad defense
3: i would start shark over claypool over antonio brown over marquise brown over ty hilton
0: Oh, over Hilton,
2: okay. I agree
3: with all those except for Hilton. Hilton's in a
2: much better spot. Uh,
0: these two teams say, so obviously, you can rank anywhere from 1 to 32 against quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends in fantasy. They are both 23rd or worse against all four positions. This is uh If I didn't feel so bad about potentially jinxing people in the playoffs, I would throw the B-word out there for the first time in, in like, months. Um, Corey Davis or... Deontay. You Jones. stopped doing the bonanza? Yeah, I haven't done it in, in like since the Bring beginning. Bring it back
3: for the playoffs. It's come on. 2020 needs you.
0: I don't know that I can bonanza this game because I'm not confident enough in DJ Chark and he would probably have to score. Like James Robinson's the only Jaguar I'm confident in. Um but uh Corey Davis or Deontay Johnson? Corey Davis. Davis. Okay. That's how much we like him. Great. starter sit Jonu Smith or Tyler Eifert for that matter.
2: Um eifert's banged up again. There's a big shock. Uh I would start Titans tight end over Tyler Eifert.
3: Yeah, we don't know for sure that John who's playing it, right? right? Right, right. Um, I would start Ferks or I would agree though. I would start Ferkser over Eifert All right, would you if start John
0: John Smith or Logan Thomas?
3: Thomas. Logan Thomas.
0: John Smith or Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Yep. James Robinson, top four in both formats. He's good. And that will do it for this game. Tennessee's DST is top 15, but not quite top 12. Houston's at Chicago. All right, repeat stat of the game. Said this one last week, but it's true again. At least two Houston pass catchers have had 95 yards or a touchdown in every game except for one. That one game was the bad weather game at Cleveland. So it's sometimes it's a wide receiver. Sometimes it's a running back, a tight end with a few with few yards. Because basically, it's Sean Watson's amazing. So um, we're going to start Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson. Let's do some Deshaun Watson ors real quick. Deshaun Watson or Justin Herbert? Watson. Herbert. Deshaun Watson or Thomas Brady? Watson. Watson. Watson or (laughs) Tannehill?
3: Tannehill. Watson.
0: All right. Everybody likes him, though. Start him. And then David Johnson's a number two. Okay, got to get to Kiki QT quickly, but Johnson, oh, I'm so nervous about him because when Akeem Hicks has been playing lately, like the Bears run defense wasn't that good at the beginning of the year, but the last three games they've had Akeem Hicks, they've been very, very good. Johnson, you know, you don't expect a, an efficient game. You're kind of just hoping for touches and a touchdown. So I don't know, man. He scares me. Dobbins or David Johnson? Johnson.
3: Johnson. Johnson.
0: Does he scare you guys too? Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh you any like where is Duke Johnson in PPR leagues?
3: Low end flex. Probably yeah.
0: Would you take go, Mike Williams or Duke Johnson?
2: Mike. Mike Williams.
0: Okay. So then Kiki QT. Hmm. All right. What are we thinking here? Uh, the, the Bears, like I said, nine... Tu- what was it? Nine touchdowns? Seven touchdowns to wide receivers in the last four games. Starter or sit?
2: Uh, he's in that low-end starting range.
3: Yeah. Um, he's a number three wide receiver. I, there's a ton of upside. I, I am a little bit concerned about a Fooled You game. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> This is another game where the over-under has really kind of plummeted. And I think it's like 44 or something right now. So there's not a lot of projected points, If but there's a ton of upside because Deshaun Watson's his quarterback. So he's a number three wide receiver for me, but I don't have a high degree of confidence.
0: And I'm guessing we're going to sit Colin Johnson coming off a 101-yard game.
2: Yes. Yeah. He's he's a desperation play.
0: All right, maybe a stash. We'll see if if you can back it up. The Bears allow the second most fantasy points to tight ends and I think the Colts allow the fewest. That was Akins' matchup last week. So it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. Akins or a starter for the Titans? Titans. Titans. Akins or Comet?
3: Comet. I have them very close, I believe. Back to back. Uh, Comet. Commit me, bro. Has anybody done that? Team name Tuesday. Commit me, bro. No, they haven't. Good job, Thank Adam. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Lump of coal could always do that as well, and we could do a lot of Aiken's stuff. Heath, get on that. Four tight ends have caught a touchdown against the Bears with three or fewer targets. So keep that in mind. Decent chance for a touchdown. All right, guys. You think Mitchell Trubisky can uh, come through this week? Is he a good streamer?
3: He's in the mix. <laughs> I I. I have him ranked as the best streamer, um, but he's not in my top 12 quarterbacks. He's 15th. Uh, I think he was better than his fantasy production says last week, and it is a very good matchup against a very bad defense.
0: Yeah. Um, They do get run on so much. I think it kind of limits the fantasy points for quarterbacks sometimes because Houston's
3: giving up the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. The key is going to be how did the Bears score? Because going into right. last week, they had two rushing touchdowns right. for the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Mitchell Trubisky goes up and down the field four times, and three of the four touchdowns they score are rushing touchdowns, so he has a bad fantasy day. Right. I think they'll go up and down the field again. I think he'll be in that 270-yard range. It's just as he get like, he could have three passing touchdowns, or he could have one again, and he has a bad fantasy day.
2: Yeah, the the only thing I disagree with you on that is the Texans are so bad against the run. They're so bad against the run. Like, this could still be another game where they just run all over this defense.
0: David Johnson's my start of the week.
2: What?
0: David Johnson's my start of the week. You mean mean David David Montgomery? Montgomery. Damn it. Yeah, David Montgomery. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. David Montgomery is my start of the week. I can't even get that right. Wow, I tried one time to have a start of the week. Uh, okay, start Dave Montgomery. He's top 12 in both formats. Would you start Trubisky over Derek Carr or Phillip Rivers?
3: Uh, no. I would start him over Rivers, but it's very, very close.
0: Start Allen Robinson and any interest in Anthony Miller or Darnell Mooney?
3: Deep Leagues at best. Yeah, DFS. That's about it.
0: Okay, sit the DSTs. Two more games. Chiefs at Dolphins. I'm not sure we can talk about this game anymore. Uh, if you want to go to the 60-second ranking disputes, we talked about Gaskin and Clyde edwards Um, You Want to get into Devontae Parker a little bit more? How are you guys feeling about him?
3: Not good. The only thing that makes me feel better is I do think that there's a good chance that Tua has to throw the ball a little bit more. I also think... There's a, a sneaky good chance that they're down two scores and we get Fitzmagic in the second half. <laughs> That's interesting.
0: Yeah, because it's funny. I mentioned Parker doesn't have more than 66, 68 yards, something like that uh, with Tua. And then the one game that Fitzpatrick started, he had like 115 yards. It's just, he's so money with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So this, what's the spread of this game? Um,
4: Kansas it's City, seven and a, half, and a half. Seven,
0: seven, seven and a half. Yeah, I just don't know if the Dolphins can compete with them, but they've had such a good defense this year. Um, okay, so Devonte Parker or Clyde Edwards-Elair PPR.
2: Uh, I think you got to go Parker and PPR.
3: Yeah, I think um, I think I have to actually check the rankings on that one. They are very very close, and I would. Uh, I would go Parker. Parker or David Johnson? Parker. David Johnson.
0: Okay. Miles Gaskin. I think I asked you this, but I will ask it again because I forgot. Or James Connor,
2: Gaskin. Gaskin.
0: Cool. Gasicki or Ebron? Ebron. I think Gasicki,
3: Gasicki or Gronk, Gronk, Gasicki. You like Gasicki quite a bit. I I I think I like Gasicki more than than anyone else does, which doesn't feel great. But it doesn't really feel great to like any of the non-top four tight ends <laughs> <laughs> in a given week.
0: Yeah, you have Kelsey Waller, Hawkinson, Andrews, Goddard, Gasicki. That's your top six. Yeah, Jamie's That's... got Gasicki ninth, and everybody's got him in the top twelve. Uh, Chiefs DST, any interest there? See, like the uh, ranking of the I'm sorry, the ranking yeah. of the DSTs. Maybe Heath, where do you have them? Because when I last checked, you had them fourth, and it just made me feel like you just see this game going very differently than Jamie and Dave. Yeah,
3: I, I think I've got them like ninth, but yeah, I I um, I like them okay. Okay.
0: All right then. Final game is Dallas at Cincinnati. Um, stat of the game in the last seven games since Dak Prescott left or got, you know, got hurt without him, nine wide receivers have had 73 or more yards against the Cowboys. Ten wide receivers have caught at least one touchdown. Ten wide receivers have scored 12 or more PPR fantasy points against the Cowboys. And why does that, what does that have to do with Dak Prescott? Just before Prescott got hurt while he was playing, teams were throwing a lot more on the Cowboys. Uh, but even since then, they're s- terrible. It's seven games, and it's 10 wide receivers with 12 or more fantasy points, 10 wide receivers with at least one touchdown. So I think if you want to have a little faith in Boyd. And and by the way, do we know it's going to be Ryan Finley this week?
2: That's the expectation now, yes. All right, because he's got a little bit of a a, of a
0: connection history with Tyler Boyd. It, who's better, Boyd or Higgins this week?
2: Well, Higgins is banged up, too. He's got a hamstring inj- injury that we got to keep an eye on. Yeah, so.
0: he was limited. I think he's expected to play, but sure. But who do you rank higher, Boyd or Higgins?
2: I would go with Boyd. Boyd,
0: and Boyd or Lamb. I think you said Lamb earlier, right? Lamb. Yeah, Lamb. Okay. Zeke is top thirteen in both formats. Dalton's outside the top twenty. Um, Cooper's a must start. Top seventeen. Lamb's the number three. He's ahead of Tyler Boyd. Um, I'll call my shot. Tyler Boyd outscores
3: C.D. Lamb. Start of the week. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so you've been David Montgomery, David Johnson by accident, <laughs> yeah. and Tyler Boyd. <laughs> um and then
0: what do you think about Dalton Schultz this week? The Bengals have been torched by Evan Ingram and Mike Kosicki in the last two games.
2: I think he's he's in that streaming conversation. You know, it's uh like I, I could see him outscoring Kosicki. I could see him outscoring Goddard, you know, just with the the situation. I'm I'm gonna start those guys over him, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'd start him over Logan Thomas.
0: Okay. Let's start, let's end the show with Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard or Kiki QT?
2: Gio. Uh, I'll take Kiki.
0: Giovanni Bernard or T.Y. Hilton? Gio. I'll take Hilton. Giovanni Bernard or Naeem Hines?
2: Hines. In PPR, Gio and none.
0: Yep. Okay. Cowboys are awful. That's what you need to know about this game. Who's gonna win, Dallas or Cincinnati?
2: Dallas.
3: Um, yeah, I think I think Dallas. You gotta go get that win for Andy Dalton. There you go. The Dalton All right. revenge game.
0: Right, that's just a good point, actually. Geez, sneaky DFS play. Andrew Dalton. All right, everybody. Dallas DST eighth for Jamie, unless that's updated. Not ranked for Dave, and seventeenth for Heath.
2: Not ranked. It was his suggestion on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, he and then he said after the game, after the Ravens game, he's like, I can't I cannot trust the Cowboys. We watched
2: the Cowboys play defense again. I mean, they're playing like... their third string corner quarter, quarterback and they're down Jonah Williams. This is gonna be a, a good game for the Cowboys defense.
0: We'll see. This is a must watch game. All right, we're out of here. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. we got the NFC home games and a Thursday night recap tomorrow. And we've got Twitch tonight, 4 p.m. It's early afternoon, late afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you on Twitch, twitch.com slash FF today. Make sure you watch Fantasy Football today on HQ as well. For Jamie, Heath, and Ben, I'm Adam. See you.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.